This is Doug Venable from Hope's Fall, and you're listening to my chapter of As the Story Grows. What would you say you do here? Have a good time all the time. Dominate. Who got it better than us? Nobody! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. I want you to be realistic. What do you love about music? Man, being realistic. As the story grows. I always want to be part of a small rebellion. You got this, Travis. Make him wait for it. I'm I'm super stoked to uh, to talk with you. Uh, you sang on on one of my all time favorite hardcore records uh, on No Wings to Speak. Um, I was uh, telling Ryan Parrish the other day that's still when I listened to uh, Broken Heart of a Traitor, and and that line where you scream is grace enough. Like still gives me chills even to this day. So I'm I'm super stoked to have you on the show. Dude, it's my pleasure. It really is. I don't. I don't revisit this side, this part of my life much, so it's pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah, let's just let's just jump in. Um, you're originally from the Charlotte area. Oh yeah, born and raised, pretty much like most of the people in Hope's Fall. What was uh, what was growing up like? Uh, you know, just pretty, you know, lower middle class upbringing. You know, uh, yeah. nothing really crazy. You know, we all grew up going to church together. So, you know, we had known each other at least 10 plus years before we ever started Hope's Fall. So, you know, gotcha. nothing, but didn't, didn't get enough trouble to uh, leave a mark. So that's good. <laughs> uh, that's cool. What got you into music? Well, I honestly saw, so I'm 40, you know, that's good and bad, but uh, yeah, I am. Um, the first thing I remember, the first music video I ever remember was uh, Van Halen Jump. So okay. I don't know when it came out. I was probably like five, six. It was my first memory of a, you know, of music, like, you know, in action. And, uh, you know, for David Lee Roth to be the first thing that you're introduced to, man, it's got to mess you up a little bit, I think. So, yeah, but... <laughs> So that I, ever since then I was just hooked, you know. I, you know, whatever whatever kind of music it was, I was in. You know, I mean, growing up, I listened to everything from hair metal to rap to, I mean, just just about everything. So. That's cool. What got you like into hardcore or punk rock? Well, you know, 
I grew up in, uh, honestly, I think tooth and nail did, to be honest with you. It's like, okay. you know, I was, uh, I don't know. I was, tr- I was, you know, deep Christian faith at the time. And I'm not, not saying I'm not now, but, but it was just like, you know, I couldn't really, you know, I did listen to quote unquote secular music, but, you know, tooth and nail was like a bridge for the, you know, for the church kids. And, mm-hmm. uh, I started getting into everything from, I mean, uh, MXTX to uh, even the Supertones, embarrassed to say. I mean, all of it, you know. I bought it, yeah. you know. So it's it was just like the next thing, you know. I always, when I was really young, I always wanted to be a front man in a band. And I, that's a dream I never thought I would ever achieve because I'm not a musician at all. So it just kind of worked out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. When did When did you know you could scream? Did you just... Uh, just go for it one day or well it's kind of funny like you know when we started when we started practicing and I really couldn't scream for a long time you know I would say a good three months into the you know into the formation of Hope's Fall I was like seriously thinking about quitting because I, I just didn't sound good you know it just sound terrible and uh, it was weird it was like one practice Halfway through the practice, something just happened, and uh, it just changed. And, it, and everybody, and you could see the reaction, especially in Ryan's face. He looked up and he's like, "What is going on?" And uh, I just got to where I could hold him out longer. It sounded better. I wasn't trying as hard, and I was producing a better sound. It's like it's, it's a lot to it, and uh, you know, and it just started sounding better and better, and uh, or you know, louder and meaner, or whatever. But and uh, it just sound a lot better after practice that's cool man that's cool yeah your voice is one of those distinct things that i think drew a lot of people to hope's fall um because there was so much emotion in there i I mean nobody would ever call hope's fall or that era an emo band but like it had that feel and that vibe to it um especially on no wings but even on on frailty of words yeah i uh I listened to a lot of Strong Arm and a lot of Earth Crisis, and uh, I was like, I wasn't trying, you know, whatever your voice is, your voice is. So yeah, but I was kind of like happy that it was kind of, I called it the middle between like Chris and and Carl, you know, yeah, somewhere in the middle. So, and I was that was a ha- that was a great spot for me to be. So I loved it. <laughs> Did you write all the lyrics? Mm, I would say I wrote about the frailty. I probably wrote about 30% of those lyrics. And then, 
And then, you know, I think the only song I wrote on No Wings was uh, Spark Pavilions. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't write End of an Era. I didn't write uh, the others. But it was a... It was cool how we collaborated on it back then. Everybody brought lyrics to the table, you know. So not just the music, but Hope's Fall was kind of like looking into all of our hearts because every every song tells a different stories from a different member. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool, man. Uh, do you remember what you wrote on Frailty, or was it just a collaborative? I think I wrote Comfort. Okay. Uh and honestly, <laughs> this is embarrassing. I have to go back and look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually uh, bought it the other day. I was at a record store oh, really? picking up some records, and I was like, I always got to go look. And uh, yeah, there it was. So I'll, I'll dig it up, and I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> oh, man. The, the CD or the vinyl? Uh, CD. Oh, okay, cool. I was going to say, if you, if you came across the vinyl, that would be, that'd be something. That just blows my mind how, how expensive those things are. It's crazy. Yeah, I shared, I think I was talking to Adam, that No Wings vinyl. It's like, you know, like 300 bucks or something on eBay. It's ridiculous. I guess you said it took you a while to scream with Hope's Fall, so Hope's Fall was the only band you were ever in? Yes. Uh, that was the only band I ever played in. Uh, after I left Hope's Fall, there were a couple friends that always wanted to pursue something. But uh, at the time, you know, they didn't put enough energy into it, neither did I. So nothing didn't even name, nothing past the practice, you know, really. So it was just gotcha. something like, I don't know. I'm not going to say I was done with it, but I kind of was, you know. There's some yeah. people that like to travel and do that type of thing. And I know it sounds cool to be the guy who wants to do that, but I just realized that just wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's why you left. You just, it was not something you were uh, interested in pursuing for the long haul? Right, right. Because it's a hard road, and you have to be, I think to, to end up being successful at it financially, mentally, or whatever, you have to be strong and you have to be, you have to want it more than anything. And, and if I were, you know, my litmus test is I didn't really want it more than anything. So, yeah. You know, I was ready, I was ready to get out, be independent, and do my own thing, you know, be a grown up. Really, really smart. You know? So, what was it like doing the reunion shows in 2011 and hopping back on that bicycle? Wow, that was rough. That was, uh, yeah. that was, cause I, it was like me, like waiting till everybody left work, going back to the back office, putting headphones on, streaming my heart out, like for three months. Because I didn't want to deliver a bad product, and I still think I delivered a bad product. But it was just, it was tough. You know, it was not easy. 
Uh, plus, playing those shows was even, I mean, it was grueling. <laughs> I can't, like, yeah. I can't imagine doing a tour. There's no way. I'm just, I'm just too out of shape for that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Did you have any thoughts at the time after you left, um, with like the satellite years and, uh, the band signing to Trustkill and, and kind of dropping the whole Christian thing or did you not care at that point? I'll be honest with you. We all started drifting. You know, we started out a pretty, you know, God-centered deal. But, it, I mean, it wasn't like our mission. It was just like we wanted to play, you know, we wanted to play one weekend with, you know, Unashamed. We wanted to play with Dead Guy. You know, it didn't matter, you know. Yeah. Like where we played. We just wanted to get out there and play. And uh, I think as the, over time the whole band kind of drifted away from being, you know, super-duper Christians, like in, in like, professing that and i didn't leave the band because of that because i was going the same way you know it was yeah. more of just personal preference thing gotcha gotcha just curious because yeah because i know a lot was made of it at the time with you and parish leaving that it was like ooh, like some weird falling out which uh i know what time was not the case so no no those were both different reasons you know i wasn't even the band when he left I was, yeah. I mean, he went, he recorded a whole album and toured on it for half of it, at least, I think, or something. No, he didn't, but, but he did, he was in the band a lot longer than I was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'm trying to think who it was. I think it was maybe, uh, Adam who told me that you, you were one of the people that helped bring Jay into the band after you left. Well, it was, you know, I had known Jay a long time, and uh, Jay was in other bands, you know, that he formed, and, like, you know, I knew he could be a good front man, and they didn't, they didn't really consult me. I just knew that's where it was going, and I was totally fine with it. Gotcha. Uh, it, it was almost like a, not really a discussion, but it was kind of like a known thing. <laughs> What have you been up to since then? I know you're like Instagram. You're super into cars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm a freak when it comes to cars. Uh, but, you know, mainly just, you know, working, living a life very similar probably to your own or somebody else's. You know, I've been married, divorced, remarried, you know, almost died of a heart problem. You know, it's just it's been up and down, but it's been really good. I'm really thankful for where I'm at right now. So, but, uh, yeah, just 
normal somewhat life. <laughs> right now, I just got remarried in November, so that's been a good time, you know. Uh, yeah, my wife is amazing. And, uh, back. I listened to Adam's thing about the trust field thing and uh, the tooth and nail pulling their contract and all that stuff. Yeah. I remember, uh, I, I remember, I, he said, I remember uh, negotiating that deal and that was crazy. Uh, oh, yeah? And, oh, yeah. yeah. I think any young band needs a lawyer right out of the gate. They just need to pay that money because they just get screwed. I don't know how it is these days. I don't know if it's changed any, but back then, I mean, kids were just getting raped. Yeah, I think tooth and nail is the worst one. I don't trust feels pretty bad too, but yeah, they ended up pretty bad. <laughs> it was not good there at the end. <laughs> but uh, what about the new? What about the new album, Arbiter? How how amazing is that? It's so good. I yeah, I love it. I think it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I keep trying to get Jay on to come talk lyrics, and he won't. He won't. <laughs> they did such a good job with Arbiter. I mean. Really good. It was, I couldn't believe how good that album was. And yeah. honestly, after Mag, after Magnetic North, and they know this, I, I never liked Magnetic North at all. I, oh no! I just no. I thought it was too polished and just too. I, it was too clean. And I didn't like it at all. I mean, I liked uh, A types, and I loved Satellite Years, but man, Magnetic North was not good. But Arbiter. <laughs> was amazing. I mean, it is amazing. I still listen to it every day. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I hope they put out some more stuff. Wink, wink. What the question that breaks my Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our theme song was written and composed by the legendary Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes and give the show a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, click on the Patreon link at asthestorygrows.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening.